If people call you Layla in Marrakesh, <laughs> it's not a compliment and it's not like getting your name wrong. It's it's a name that they give to women for. Let's talk about Marrakesh. Crazy place. Okay. All those things that you heard? True. All true. Okay, I'm going to start off by saying any misconceptions you heard about Marrakesh, they're not misconceptions. It's all real. If, you, if you've heard that there's black magic there, yes, my soul felt it. I experienced it. I had the touch of the dark. No, I'm joking. Basically, number one, rule number one, don't go to Marrakesh alone. Go with a mahram always period i went by myself for a wedding i'll never do it again it was an experience it was fantastic but also i'll never do it again go with a mahram go with a bodyguard go with someone who's going to protect you because the patriarchy is real there whether we like it or not they proper like they respect men in the sense that they are afraid to take advantage of them point number two do not eat anything that you are given <laughs> or if you are offered something be polite and take a nibble but not enough for you to get food poisoning or any other crazy number three don't be afraid to be adventurous if somebody in every corner in every street there's like a history and an interesting little nook and cranny and it's a really beautiful place architecturally i'll give it that it's, it's stunning like i honestly i met a photographer out there he literally said i moved to marrakesh for the light how beautiful is that it's pretty it was kind of the best line i heard and i get it the colors everyone knows marrakesh for its vivid beautiful powders and paints and clay pottery you know the berber village and and all the rugs and everything's made authentic by hand like everyone knows like marrakesh the best place in the world for that that's why it inspires so much when i came back i realized how much it inspires the fashion world especially this summer previous summers like there's like so many i i saw on instagram there was a, an account called berberism and they sell like moroccan looking jewelry and it's kind of like wow it's completely ripped off their culture but anyway uh another rule just don't buy any spice from them don't buy any um tea or spices just because anything that you have to put inside your body like you just don't know right like i'm so sorry for anyone who's from marrakesh i don't want to insult anyone but as a tourist as someone who's not from there you just never know so just try not to even though i actually did i i bought some tea uh but i never drank it just because there's always something niggling in the back of my mind like saying be careful um if you go to jimal Afna, that's the main square you will come across monkeys, snakes, uh, like pythons, the music, for sure black magic, you feel it in the air. Um, so much so that literally when I when I had my lunch, I, I grabbed lunch there, I was literally eating like a, like a jailbird. Like, you know, those um, inmates who are kind of afraid and, and just like, you know, eat your food and leave. Literally, I have my face close to my, my bowl and I'm literally eating with my, my imagine my elbow up. And I'm eating, like, not giving anyone eye contact. That's the level of protection I was trying to give myself. Because <laughs> I got to that square and my soul just rejected it. I did not. Honestly, like, the monkeys were amazing. But I'm just like, how are you playing that flute? And how is that python's head bobbing like that? It's weirding me out. Also, just be ready for, like, catcalling. But, like, not. Like, it's completely not sexual. And it's very, like... Like, they just find it hilarious to just shout things, like, random things, like, um, calling you Aisha. 
it's proper random. <laughs> I don't personally get it, uh, but just be ready for that. Of course, I put them in their place, but like it was just still quite hilarious. Like I wanted to laugh, but not by principle. Like I wanted to laugh because it was kind of like, wow, like this is how you entertain yourselves. But I was like, no, I'm not going to laugh. I'm going to encourage this nonsense. Going to the modern section and finding market stalls in the modern place, like the modern part of town, don't do it. Extortionate prices. And they're selling like fake Kylie uh, mascaras and makeup and all sorts. It's actually quite hilarious to see it. And they charge at some crazy price and they're saying, it's look, it's Kylie, it's Kylie. And I'm just like, it's really not Kylie. Like I know for sure it's not Kylie. I was going to take a picture and show Kylie Jenner but I'm just like I don't have that kind of affinity like where are my loyalties uh and then I got confused as to like what's what's morally correct here technically they're ripping her off but I just I just thought I'd leave it it's not my place um, but yeah the modern set like the modern part of town is really beautiful and there's something really bad that I actually find some sort of um comfort in coming across as Zara and H&M and Starbucks like you know that whole part of town was just gentrified and it's the only thing that I found that was a lot like home. I'm quite ashamed. I know, I'm ashamed. Um, what else? Remember that if you buy a Riyadh instead of a hotel, you are giving up a bit of your privacy because they give each person like a key to lock your room. The cleaners have that key as well, which is kind of really contradictory. I didn't get that. Um, and my cleaner, she left like every time I left the room, I left it pretty nice I refreshed it opened the windows it was really nice and every time she came in like she left a bad smell in there I don't know I felt like she kind of would be leaving dead animals or something and I would just have to spray it and live with it because I didn't know what it was but yeah I guess um if you're gonna get a real to get a really high-end one one way you know you'll have privacy and just of at the offset just say I look I I don't I don't need a cleaner to to sort out my room because technically she didn't do much honestly she didn't change my bedding and I only realized what I was living I was living in a Dobby room when <laughs> when on the last day I, I kind of got to transfer to another room for like a couple of hours and I saw that people were living at like royalty and I was literally living like the court jester I was so upset so yeah just make sure that um maybe if you're not happy with your room just have a little look around I was just you know that humble person happy with my lot but really deep down I was like wow like I paid money for this like it, it shouldn't be a dobby room <laughs> so like in Riyadh it's really crazy because like the way that they're built, it's in such a way that uh, it's like it's built on courtyards and that kind of thing. So it's very kind of outdoorsy. So just remember that everyone could hear everyone else. So like if you're having an argument or whatever it is, like everyone could hear basically everything you're saying or if you're on the phone or so, yeah, just basically keep quiet. That's my uh, firm resolve. I would also say if you are going to Morocco, Marrakesh specifically, Basically, most of the taxis, you're going to come across some genuinely sincere people, mashallah, but you'll also come across people who will exploit you. Be quite firm. And especially if you're a woman, just, you know, have your wits about you. Just get to know what the prices are from the locals first, basically. If you're looking for delicacies, go for... um Again, ask the locals. Like there was this really famous restaurant that everyone told me to go to, but all, all the uh, tourists were there and... They charged at extortionate prices. The couscous wasn't even nice. And I was surrounded by French colonizers. <laughs> Joking. I was surrounded by like French people. And so um, I didn't feel like I was getting the authentic experience. And I wasn't really enjoying it. 
Um, but then when I asked the local, like I went and I, f- I literally found the best couscous on a plate in my life. It was the best tagine I've ever had. So yeah, always ask the locals. Also, if you're going to go uh, camelback riding, just know that they are going to um, wrap you in Tariqa kind of tribe-esque like turban i just know that they're going to wrap it around your face without asking you uh which some people might find offensive i just found it a little bit unsanitary just because i wasn't sure how many people had been wrapped in that scarf i thought look let me just get down to business like you know i have to be just down to earth but also like not that down to earth that i am like i could catch something i was just a little bit worried because it was like in an off village somewhere and like a lot of tourists had like kind of uh bought tickets to go there so i i can imagine a lot of people have nose and mouth had touched that area so i'm praying that allah protected me from anything (laughs) basically i know this is this is the like this is horrific and i and i apologize for this for, for teaching you this but if you are even if you look even remotely arab if you look even remotely North African, if you look, if you have a name that is remotely North African and you, if you just, if there's any part of you that might particularly look Moroccan, then letting them believe that you're from there isn't the worst thing in the world. That's all I will say. Look, I never lied. I not once did I lie. I never said a word. I just did not. I just did not say anything. A lot of them thought I was from Marrakesh specifically. And if if they think that you're from Marrakesh, let me tell you, you have won the lottery because they treat those from Marrakesh like kings and queens. Like, I legit went to the Eve uh, uh, Saint Laurent Gardens and I swear to God, when I got there, the man was like, uh, wh- why are you why are you queuing up? And I was like, oh, because I'm I want to buy a ticket. And he said, you're from Marrakesh. Of course, you don't have to queue. Here, I'll give it half price. Honestly, that's the kind of treatment I had. I I low key think it's like Allah, you know, helping me out because I was by myself. But literally, that was the treatment they gave me. Reductions of everything. They gave me like five star treatment. They gave me the best deals. Honestly, and I didn't need to say. M- I'm just and honestly, like I don't like lying. But I weighed it up in my head and I thought they're going to lie anyway. So I'm helping them not lie by charging me with extortionate prices that they wouldn't charge to anyone else. So technically, I was helping them to not lie. I was helping them to be themselves. Um, That's what I tell myself. I did you guys a favor, right? Because I went around to all the market stores and I I learned to haggle. Basically, in Marrakesh, you have to haggle for your food. You have to haggle for a space on the street. You have to haggle for everything. So you have to have your wits about you and to know know the prices and know like do the conversion in your head and know what is a ripoff and know what is like fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Remember, like everything should be cheaper in Marrakesh. So you you're going there for a bargain and they know this. Um, but a lot of tourists, I don't know, they're willing to pay a lot because they get the extortionate price in Europe of something that a big company has gotten from Marrakesh and just charged double for it. So we're used to the big prices. But technically, if you're going all the way to Marrakesh, you should be getting everything on the cheap. I got a big red uh, real leather bag for a really good price, alhamdulillah. Um, and it was just because I knew how to haggle well. Um, 
But also I was telling the guys there, I was literally, they were like, oh, you know, you're from, if you're from the UK, you're fine. Like you've got money. And I was like, listen, I think you've got a really bad misconception. Like you need to stop this because I'm telling you, you're probably more wealthy than a lot of the people in the UK. And they just started laughing because they couldn't believe it. But I genuinely, like I was telling them like, stop, like it's haram, like stop asking so much of tourists because we actually technically don't have that much. Like, don't think that we're these wealthy people just because we're from the UK. It's a myth. Um, and hopefully that will help them in future. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Those are my tips for now. And I want to do like a part two, maybe part three of like some of the stories that came from Marrakesh because it was literally an adventure and a half. Like, I feel like I should get into travel writing, write a few books about Marrakesh because honestly, some of the stories would shock you make your hair curl anyways till next time guys bye